0: Christina Kazi, Promly intern. Welcome to another episode of the Promly Garden Podcast. If you haven't already, please follow us at Promly App for updates on the Promly App launch and more great podcasts. Together, we will change outcomes. Tonight, we have Promly founder Jen Libby and Carly Compton from Paradise Fitness with Carly, an Instagram influencer committed to empowering body confidence throughout her platforms. Hi, ladies. Carly, thank you so much for joining us today. And just to kind of give everyone context, context, can you tell us a little bit about Paradise Fitness, Carly? Yeah,
1: thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Um, So, Paradise Fitness with Carly was created in 2017. I was in the beginning stages of my recovery from my eating disorder um, when I realized that there was this lack of conversation and lack of education around eating disorders. Um, I also was very passionate about providing a space uh, for women specifically to be able to move their bodies in a way that wasn't focused around weight loss um, and to be able to kind of change their view on food and nutrition and take it away from this diet culture focused uh, place to more of this place of intuitive eating and freedom and all of that. So Paradise Fitness with Carly kind of came about uh, through my struggles with an eating disorder. And then the things that I learned and found were really important for individuals to understand and to be able to kind of um, adopt into their lifestyle. Um, and so now we have a podcast. Um, we, I'm on Instagram. That's where most of my work is done. Um, and then I also have my website and I host weekly or sorry, monthly workshops that are focused around self-love and confidence. So we, we have about 15 individuals who join once a month and we, um, work with each other for four weeks to strengthen that self-love um, that confidence, learn about health at every size, um, how to step away from toxic diet culture and all of those things. But I always, I'm always telling people like my eating disorder was one of the hardest times of my life, but it also got me to where I am today and opened my eyes to a lot of things that I'm very extremely grateful for. Um, and so I'm very thankful to have the platform to kind of have these conversations, and to spread that education and awareness about eating disorders um, to the younger generation.
2: Carly, how did you, you know, one thing that I noticed when I went on your Instagram is like, you just exude a level of confidence that's like, so mesmerizing, I would say. And I guess that's, you know, you talk so openly about your eating disorder and your recovery, but like, How did you get to that place of being able to really put yourself out there, you know, not just for yourself in front of a mirror or with pictures, but for really the world? Like, how did you get there?
1: Yeah, um, it was not easy. (laughs) And I I always tell people, so I'm also I do modeling here in L.A. And um, something that I feel like isn't very common, but was a huge part of my recovery was I found that being in front of the camera was extremely therapeutic for myself, Um, especially um, a photographer who was really celebrating my body and helping me to feel really good about myself. And so, um, I started doing some like little bits of modeling and I found that it was just very therapeutic and allowing me to look at pictures of myself and celebrate those things that I had been told for so long were my flaws. Um, and being able to look at them and be like, Holy cow, like that is so beautiful and I look so happy and I look so healthy and all of these things. Um, And I think from there, I realized, you know, we see on social media, a lot of it is, you know, highlight reels and we have like, we don't really see a lot of those, um, those hard times. And I wanted to be that platform that showed both both sides of it. I wanted to be able to show when I was feeling really good about myself and when I was not feeling good about myself. And I think being able to do that and having the community that I have and having the support on both ends of it helped me to feel a lot more comfortable in just showing up um, as I am and, and not feeling like I need to hide anything. Um, And I also get so many messages from young women who are like, like I relate to you so much and being able to see you just like dance around and like not care about your cellulite or your stretch marks Um, is so empowering. And so I would say like those types of messages are really what pushed me to continue showing up and understanding that I can show the younger generation a body that they may be being told is, you know, a bad body or a body you should strive to not look like. Um, And instead me being like, no, this is a beautiful body and all of our bodies are so beautiful and unique and we all deserve that space to show off our bodies and to celebrate our bodies. Um, and I just think it's healthier that way.
2: <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's been such a transformation for you. I, You know, as you're talking, it just got me thinking, like, what were you like as like a little girl or as like a young teenager? Just curious.
1: Yeah, I was very loud. I was very... um yeah, I was always the one who was always trying to make everyone smile, always trying to make everyone laugh. Um, and so I think that's kind of where that side of me comes from. I think that's always been a part of me. Um, but I'm also, I consider myself a chronic people pleaser. So there's that side of me. I think there's pros and cons to that. Um, but definitely I think I lost a little bit of that when I was going into middle school and going into high school and started to have these, um, you know, negative thoughts about my body. And then I kind of went from this place of being like super happy and wanting to always be like, kind of, you know, making everyone laugh and making everyone smile to hiding myself and, you know, kind of making sure I wasn't taking up too much space or wasn't being too loud. And so I'm very thankful that over time I've kind of learned to step back into that and to find that that like little carly that used to be there has come back out and um i get emotional because i look back at photos of me when i was like 8 and i'm in a bikini and i'm just like so happy and i think of all the times i spent hiding myself because society was telling me something was wrong with my body um and i i feel sad for the young carly but then i'm thankful for where i am because i get to be that person for, you know, who I wish John Carly would have had back then.
2: Well, that's what's so striking to me is when I, when I just look at your pictures and I look at your videos, like, I just want to hang out with you, you know, like, I just am like, wow, Carly seems like a lot of fun, you know, like, and that's why I asked. Cause I'm just, you know, just so curious as, like I know they're just, I'm. <laughs> you
1: know,
2: um, for sure. Yeah.
1: I like to think I'm fun. I like to think, I always tell people like, I'm your virtual best friend. I'm always going to be there to hype you up and to help you feel good about yourself. And something that's really important to me is that the way I portray myself online is exactly how I portray myself in person. And I would hate for someone to meet me and be like, oh, (laughs) that's not who I thought you were. So I I try to be very genuine and showing, you know, all sides of it
2: comes across. It definitely, it's like a great, like, I just love your vibe and I love the way it comes across. So thank you for that. Cause I know it's so inspirational, you know, listen, I've been a therapist for 20 years and I find inspiration in seeing, you know, your Instagram. So I can't even imagine how impactful that is for other, you know, young people um, that are able to come across you know what you're doing. So it's really awesome.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I completely agree with your whole virtual best friend thing when I was scrolling through your page. It's really refreshing to see, you know, your type of content considering, you know, I go on TikTok or I go on Instagram and it's the what I eat in a day, and it's like three almonds and a smoothie. So it's just it's so refreshing to see positive content like that. And I bet that your content has helped so many other people. But what is one thing that has surprised you when you're growing your platform and you're helping, you know, as many people as you've helped?
1: Um, I think the most surprising thing to me, um, one, I never set out to to be where I am today in terms of social media. I never really wanted to like, not that I didn't want to, I never thought that I would be in the place where I would have, you know, almost 40,000 followers and um, having this platform. Um, But I would say the most surprising thing has just been the support, like the support from my community and support from other creators who are kind of in the same realm as me. Um, I think that, you know, the thing that keeps me going and like I said earlier is my community. It is those, the the messages I get, the comments, it's the, you know, people resharing your stuff and just being like, this is, you know, so powerful and being able to have conversations with random people that are on the other side of the world um about a topic that i'm passionate about and that they're passionate about um i think the support in the community is something that's been so surprising to me um and something that oftentimes feels overwhelming because i'm like what did i do to deserve this what did i do to deserve this this space um to be able to interact with such amazing people um and so yeah i would say that's probably the most surprising thing for me
0: and um I'm really glad to hear that you've gotten all this support. It's, you know, it's amazing to hear. Um, is there anything that you've learned about yourself though? Like throughout the past few years, you know, working, working the way you have?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think the biggest thing when it comes to, you know, kind of like what I've learned about myself is my undergrad degree is actually in elementary education. So all my life, I thought I was going to be an elementary school teacher. Um, And that also comes into play with the people pleaser. That's what I was told I was good at. That's what I was told I would strive in. And so I never really thought twice about it. And then um, about my junior year of college, when I was starting recovery from an eating disorder, I was also focusing a lot on self-worth and self-validation and all all of these things. And through that, I realized that education wasn't my passion and that I was doing that because that's what other people were telling me um traditional education wasn't my passion and so i think having my platform and also realizing um that i had this passion for eating disorders it has allowed me to realize that that's the field that i'm supposed to be in is this eating disorder field this therapy field this education field around eating disorders and body image um and so that's kind of how i made that transition into my msw um because I, I realized that that's really where I thrive. Um, and I'd say that's been the biggest thing that I've learned about myself is that I've learned how to do what makes me happy. Um, and really listening to my heart and, and kind of stepping away from that, uh, idea of doing things only to make other people happy or doing what other people tell me I would be good at but being able to reflect on, is this something I want to be doing or am I doing this for someone else? And that's something that I've really learned to, you know, kind of master, I guess, (laughs) is learning how to distinguish whether something is being done because I am very passionate about it or because I'm just wanting to please someone else. Um, I'd say that's been a huge learning, a learning point for me.
2: Well, it feels like everything's gotten more authentic for you, right? Where it's like you're listening to yourself, you listen to your body, you you know, you're listening to your passions. That's really, it's amazing. I can't wait for you to be a therapist.
0: I think that's going to be amazing.
1: Yes, <laughs> I'm very excited.
0: So on the topic of listening to your body, listening to things, um, I'm imagining you get a lot of comments from your followers. I mean, when you listen to them, what do they say? What is something that stuck out in your mind? Anything in particular?
1: Um, I would say the biggest thing, and, and this is something that I really strive for when I decided to go into modeling is I remember telling my agent, I said, the only reason I'm doing this is because I want to be able to represent those bodies that were not represented when I was younger. Um, and now I can say I've worked with Adidas and I've been able to represent athletic bodies in a body that hasn't been, re- hasn't been shown as a quote unquote athletic body for most of my life. Um, and so I would say just the relatability that a lot of people feel when they come to my page, whether that be with my body or whether that be with other bodies that I'm sharing of other creators or, um, other followers or anything like that. Um, yeah, I would say like the most common thing I get is just that people feel seen, they feel heard, um, they feel accepted. When they come to my page, and that is really the most important thing to me, is that no matter where you are in life, if you can come to my page and just relate to one thing, whether that be something I'm saying or something I'm sharing, um, I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing. So that relatability and that you know that safe space for people to just feel important and and worthy.
2: Yeah, I think you really do succeed in doing that. I think it's remarkable um, what you've been able to accomplish. It's really great.
0: I really like what you said about athletic bodies. I feel like we all need to remember that everyone's body is an athletic body. Like, if you think about the fact that, you know, our our bodies do so much, they get us out of bed, you know, everything. It's kind of important that, you know, you emphasize that message and keep it in people's heads. Mm -hmm. Um, I also really appreciate you being so open about talking about your eating disorder and just things like that. On that same note, what's been one of the most helpful coping strategies you've been able to apply to your own life just for managing your own mental wellness and everything?
1: Yeah, um, a huge thing for me, and I I post this on my Instagram a lot, but dancing, music and dancing, like I'm not a good dancer at all, (laughs) but um, just giving myself the space and the time, whether that be five minutes, whether that be 15 minutes of throwing off. on a good playlist um, that really helps me to just feel really good about myself and dancing and really celebrating the movement my body's doing. And um, all of that has been a huge thing for me. Um, As well as just surrounding myself with people who I feel like I can talk to and ask questions. um, Finding that support system I think is really important, whether that be friends or partners or fellow content creators, just being able to, um, you know, create that space where I can ask questions and I can reach out, um, when I feel like I need that extra support. Um, especially when you have, when you're in that space where a lot of people are coming to you for support, I think it's really important that we have our own support systems and we have those places where we can really go and share how we're feeling and get that Get that feedback in in the necessary ways. So yeah, dancing and finding that support system are probably my top two.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I always think of the thing that like whenever I hear I've heard people say this, where it's kind of the idea that like a therapist needs a therapist. Like when other people are relying on you, like whoever you're, whoever's relying on you, like you're gonna need someone else yourself. Exactly. Um So kind of in dealing with all that stress, I mean you're a fitness leader, an Instagram influencer, master degree student, podcaster, and just overall amazing human. How do you manage your time to not be you know too overly stressed? Um,
1: I have really found boundaries to be really important. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I am a people pleaser. I'm working on it. I consider myself a recovering chronic people pleaser. So I'm really working on you know saying no when I feel like no is necessary. Um, and being able to understand that I don't have to say yes to everything. I don't have to be involved in every little thing um prioritizing the things that are really important to me, um, making sure that I'm taking those breaks, um, taking time off of social media um, one day or two days over the weekend and just giving myself that space to do the things that make me happy. Um, finding those times to refresh and really just do, you know, go outside and hang out with friends and just separate yourself from some of those things that you find yourself doing every day. Um, I think that's been the biggest thing for me is really just setting boundaries, saying no um, more often, not feeling guilty for saying no. Um, and really understanding that, you know, what what's important to me and really dialing in on those things and making sure I'm always doing things that bring me joy and that I'm passionate about. Um, because that passion really keeps me going and being able to, you know, see people changing and growing and evolving, um, especially regarding their relationship with food and movement and their bodies really is one of those things that I'm like, okay, we got to keep going. <laughs> we got to keep going. Work is being done. Lives are being changed. Um, and we just got to, we got to keep showing up and, and doing doing this for those people.
0: I love it. I love it. Yeah, I really appreciate your mindset with, uh, you know, saying no when you need to, because it's hard to say no. It really is. Um, and I'm just kind of curious. I always find myself listening to sad music when I work out, sad or slow music. So what's one of your favorite inspirational songs for when you work out or just when you're feeling down in general?
1: Um, so my one of my favorite songs, I actually have a playlist on Spotify that I made. That's um, self-love and confidence playlist. Um, and I would say the Demi Lovato, I Love Me is, is it, I love, it's either I love me or I love myself. Um, there's two songs. I love me by Haley Steinfeld and I love myself by Demi Lovato. Those are like my two favorite songs. Um, sometimes they make me feel really happy. Sometimes I cry. (laughs) So they bring me a lot of different emotions, but they're both really great songs about just really learning how to accept and, and, and love yourself for who you are.
2: Carly, is that playlist? Is I, I know Spotify lets you like see other people's playlists now. Is that playlist public?
1: It should be um, public. Well, I will share it with you. Okay, amazing, <laughs> I'll email
0: it to you. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. So, um, I, I really appreciate everything, th- every single thing that you've said today. And just to narrow it down, if you had to choose one thing you'd want listeners to get out of today's podcast, what do you think it'd be?
1: Um, One thing that I want listeners to take away from this podcast would definitely be to step into your uniqueness. Um, Each of us are so unique and have something different to offer. And I think a lot of times we try to be someone else or do what someone else is doing. Um, And I think one of the most empowering things that we can do as individuals is really just to step into our uniqueness and understanding that. The differences in our bodies are what make this world so beautiful, um, and I'm always telling people, you are the only version of you in the entire world. And so, why are we spending so much time trying to be someone else when we are literally the only version of ourselves? Um, so, being able to step into that and understanding that, it, and my my voice is my voice, and uh, being able to really embrace that can be one of the most like empowering, free things that we can do for ourselves.
2: Well, and you've become such a great model of doing exactly that, right? Really being able to highlight your uniqueness, you know, you're different, you're beautiful, you stand out, and your energy is just profound, you know, like, it's really, um, it's magnetic, I would say, you know, just even this, like, It's just even great to talk to you and to hear it through your voice, not just through your pictures. So I really appreciate that because I think that's great advice for people.
1: Yeah. And, And I think once you have that little glimpse of freedom, I think that that's when you're really like, okay, I really want this, that freedom in terms of stepping away from diet culture, stepping away from unrealistic beauty standards, all of those things. And you allow yourself to be free and just living and doing the things that you love. Um, Without, you know, those negative thoughts about yourself, I think that sense of freedom is really, really what pushes people to continue down that path.
2: Well, and you're no longer in that jail cell, you know, I think of how many of my clients with eating disorders will just describe, it's like a jail in your mind where you just can't get out. You can't have a thought without a food thought or a diet related thought. So yeah, to have that freedom is like, oh, like it's
0: so immensely powerful. Um, You, you really exude that. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're extremely grateful for that. I feel like we've said that three thousand times, but we really, really are. Um, So, what are the next steps for you?
1: Well, uh, graduating grad school. (laughs) Um, So I'm finishing up my first year right now. Um, I've had an amazing opportunity to work with a mental health specialist at a high school here, um, and been able to work with students of all backgrounds. And so, um, one more year of grad school, and from there, I will probably hopefully start my hours to become a licensed clinical social worker um, and fingers crossed for my thesis I'll be creating curriculum based around eating disorders and body image um, and so hopefully with that I can you know kind of go into the field and share that curriculum with schools in my area um, and then hopefully start a private practice um, it's hard to say <laughs> it's hard to say where, life is going to be in two years. Um, But just continuing to, yeah, just learn and get to that place of um, my LCSW. That's my goal. My goal over the next two to three years is to have my LCSW and then go from there.
2: I love it. I think you're going to make a great therapist and you know, you're going to be super inspirational on 45 different levels. I can't wait to be able to you know, follow you and see where you land with all of this. It's really awesome. Is there a way that probably can be helpful for you?
1: I think just continuing to share. Um, I, yeah, I'm on Instagram. So Paradise Fitness with Carly. Um, And then, yeah, my website, there's just sharing, just putting out information, putting out um, knowledge and just continuing to support. I think that's really the most helpful thing for a lot of us is just feeling supported and feeling like, you know, are what we're saying and and what we're doing is important. And um, so, yeah, just supporting and empowering and amplifying.
2: And I would love to be able to build you somehow into the app that we're building in terms of, you know, we have a whole speaker series and things like that. So we'll have to, you know, connect on that after. But um, I just love your message. And certainly we'd love to amplify that in any way that we possibly can now and in the future. So
0: I'm really excited for that yeah really thank you so much carly i love every single point you hit i feel like it's extremely relevant in today's society and if we don't have anything else to say that wraps up another Promly garden podcast don't forget to follow us at Promly app for updates on the release of the Promly app which is coming soon thank you so much carly thank you